Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is July 21st. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I uh, I survived what I what I thought was going to be a painful couple days, and I uh, I feel great. I'm I'm ready to go. I went. To, I fell asleep before my daughter fell asleep. My two and a half year old daughter, two almost three year old daughter, fell asleep last night. It was uh, unbelievable. That's a, maybe a first. Good. Good to hear it. Yeah, I've, I've, I every every year this week I kind of get my own like room, right? Because I don't want to wake up the whole house at whatever it is, three, two, four, whenever I'm waking up. So it's kind of nice. I just like have my little like hotel corner and room corner of the house, and I don't know. I can go there at eight p.m. and just go to bed. It's it's fabulous. Don't have to worry about anything. But then it's back to reality, you know, come whatever Sunday afternoon or Monday. But I mean, I'll tell you what. The, the nice thing about being out here on the West Coast is that it's over the whole day. Yeah, I went to the beach yesterday afternoon. That's awesome. <laughs> it was like you know, it was you amazing. I worked out yesterday, I don't know, like six Eastern or something. It felt like, you know, it was nine, it was midnight, but it was great because I still, it still felt early. So yeah. yeah, it does feel like it's great having the golf. I mean, you talk about going to the PGA or US Open and or you're at, playing or golf till 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're playing golf till 10 p.m. But um, in that theme, these first two days at majors, the last three majors of the year, men's majors, Get lawn. Oh, Blandy's, today, Blandy's wearing a cleeks hat. Cleeks hive. Mount up. Cleeks hive. Uh, I just got to wear a cleeks hat, right? I mean, it seems like it's probably in the contract. How many live guys? I know DJ's going home. Brooksy's around, but he doesn't wear any live right, stuff. I think Bryce is on the cut Reed, line. He's, he's yeah, grinding he's, on the cut line as we record. Uh, as we record here, um, Reed, Sur- surprisingly, right Centurion side. didn't get him ready for this. <laughs> who, who suggested it? Somebody suggested it be an open championship, of course. Uh, it was just They're like a lip ready. bot or something. Yeah, well, yeah, Henrik Stenson's at yeah. uh, T10, one under. Blandy's at one under. Lori Cantor's at one under. Is he a magic stick? Or a reserve magic stick. He might be a re- reserve clique, too. Okay, I can't keep it all, can't uh, keep it you, all together. If you got two cliques here in the top 10, you wonder what's wrong with the team. Where's Talor? Did Talor, Talor miss the cut? Over by, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're having the Ryder Cup is probably being reassessed, that whole Ryder Cup push. Um, this was a long day. We were talking about long days. It was sorry, a day. sorry, I derailed it. But I saw, no, saw we're talking about hat. Hat. You, <laughs> you can't can't bypass. There's no rails to stay on with this uh, <laughs> with this podcast, especially during you know random Friday episode. Um, the only rails I ask we stay on is try to be done by whatever twenty five minutes. We'll see. 
knock on wood. Uh, this was a long. Is that day. real wood? Do you I, have a real wood desk? I don't know. It's it's probably some cheap bullshit. Quite honestly, mine's um, definitely not wood. I can I can tell you that. Yeah, you're a little standing guy. It goes it was up a cheap down. cheap um, standing guy. It was a long day. I didn't think it was a great round. Um, I thought there were interesting moments. I thought the course looked great, played great. I think it's what we want from a course. I just thought it was uh, a can little we, slower. Can we pump the brakes though and say that? It might not have been a great entertainment round, but there was one truly great round played. Yes, yes. And I think Brian that's Harman. important to note. Brian Harmon was absolutely, I mean, through two rounds, has been absolutely sensational. And um, yeah, he's got a five-shot lead. And today, <laughs> today he was really, really, really good. And, um, you know. I was on the early shift. And he was sort of the highlight of, of like everything. I mean, you didn't have Rory go until 5 a.m. Eastern. He was out ahead of him. And it quickly became apparent that uh, barring like several OB balls, Brian Harmon was going to be the leader today. I mean, it became apparent by a whole like seven that that's just how it was going to go. Um, his 65 done largely on the back of a four straight birdies stretch from two to five. He leads the field in strokes gained total, gaining almost 14, well, gaining 14.72 total strokes, 8.4 gained in putting, which is always a little bit of a precarious spot to be when the strokes gained putting is that big. It means you rolled in, means you're a good putter. It's not discrediting that, but it also means you rolled in some whatever, 25 footers, some 15 to 20 footers, which he had got hot in the front nine and during that birdie run. He had his one time when he looked like he might give a shot back, he chips in, you know, he has to chip back out of a bunker and then he chips back in. Uh, So it was an amazing round. He's 65. He leads uh, at 10 under. I don't know. Are we going for a Pinehurst Martin Keimer situation here? Where are we headed? I think it's going to be a fascinating weekend because... It's go- if if Brian Harmon goes out and shoots even par the next two days, I I don't know if somebody can catch him, right? And that's going to be you're just going to and this is a golf course that has disaster lurking all over the place, right? I think that's something that we've seen that's super awesome about this golf course, um, in, in terms of its uniqueness as a test, is that the variance in scoring hole to hole is really high, right? Like there are a lot of disasters waiting for you out there. Um, Some of that's because of the OB. The other thing that does that is the bunkers, which got a little bit softer today. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, But Brian Harmon, you know, this is, this is a golf course that, that forces restraint um, rewards control and when that becomes the overriding themes and it's not a place where you can overpower it, then all of a sudden, a lot of golfers have a chance to win, right? And I think like this is the thing is everybody, everybody's dogging Brian Harmon in a sense of like this guy, I, some guy on Twitter called him like a king. Not everybody, it's like, but it's like yeah. you, you couldn't, you know. This is a guy that's a little bit different type of player than we typically see thrive on the PGA Tour, and he's had a really great career on the PGA Tour being atypical. Or is that right? Atypical? 
different. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's not. So he, he's it's not, not your conforming normal he's, success he's, path store. So he's not your prototype player. But if they played golf courses that kind of looked like this more, where you know, hey, guess what? Like you're a power player. You can't just hit it past the trouble. You can't avoid the trouble like you see at Oak Hill where, you know, you see a guy like Brooksy just hit it away from the bunkers because they're rough. That that fescue, that unpredictable fescue doesn't offer a like a place of uh, refuge. Right. Mm -hmm. So with this golf course, like if you played at this type of golf course regularly, that isn't unable to be overpowered. Brian Harmon might be a better player, might be a higher, more highly thought of player in the grand scheme of golf, right? So much of this is the product of what, you know, the way we look Modern at tour. golf. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, think about Travelers is a good example, right? Where, like, anybody can win at Travelers. Mm-hmm. J- when, Chez. yeah, like Chess, like, uh, you know, it's an elevated event, right? And you get the best players in the world and it still gets like really different. Like part of what makes the venue, the golf course is part of the venue and in the, the lens that we look at players through and traditional major championships really place a big emphasis on power. This venue is more of a control golf course. I can't tell you how many times we look at the tee box and most of these players have a, a driving iron or a five wood or something that like there, there's just not a, and a lot of that's design, right? A uh, bunker placement um, driver, not being worth it. Control being prioritized over driver power or the risk of driver. Um, it just seems like every time you look up, there's very just much fewer holes than a normal major or a normal, obviously a normal tour week where driver is just the auto play and the auto choice. And that happens because there's OB that happens because there's bunkers that happens because the benefit of, of, of potentially lacing one even straight is not, does not outweigh the risk. So it's just, it, it's yeah. Like you said, an emphasis on control and obviously like, yeah, we're stating the obvious tiger one here without hitting a driver, the ultimate kind of, control artist uh when he wanted to be so um i've enjoyed that i've en- i've really enjoyed the course i i think i can appreciate the golf that brian Harmon's played while also like i don't know the the next two days if he just runs away with it i don't think that's like very exciting major no. championship golf i agree um and that's not like a shot at brian Harmon. i hope but uh, it was a joy. It was a joy to watch him. Like it was really fun to watch him play his round today. And I think it's probably doesn't going to carry that mainstream appeal as if it were whoever, you know, uh, Rory or even, you know, Colin Morikawa, Bryce and all these others. But uh, it was really fun to watch him play golf. Um, I wonder, there probably won't be another 65. Would you say it's only going to, I know there's rain coming. Maybe they set it up easier, benign. It just felt like there was nobody going to touch 65 out there this afternoon, it felt like, um, or touch Harmon's number. But 
that felt like he got out early and it, you're just not going to see around like that again. I think there are birdies available. The hard thing out there is avoiding the bogeys. And that's what's been so impressive, right? We think like Sep has made a shitload of birdies, you know, but there's also bogeys around. I think Max Homa, he made seven, made seven. Over. I mean, he made yeah seven or eight birdies today. It, it was a nuts round from him. But like the hard thing is there just like it's avoiding mistakes. It's avoiding getting in the in the trouble. One thing real quick on Harmon before we move on. Just, you know, strokes gain total, which is, I think, a good, you know, just barometer of a level of a player. Last four years. 28, 38, 44, 36. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, only, so, only like, only skill that's ever dips below fee, uh, tour average is is around the greens. Every other skill okay. above average player on tour. Like, very solid golfer. You know what else he is? He's be, solidly dressed. Be Draddy ZR, ZR boy. SGS 30. I I would say that, you know, that that's probably the five shot advantage right there. It's not how he's playing. It's not, not the putter. It's not, not the putter. It's It's, the scripting. Well, you got to put, if you put to put, well, you got to be comfortable. And he's comfortable. I think he had the uh, ZR Q zip going today. I like that. He didn't necessarily go to the hoodie. This, this has been the year of the hoodie in major championships. If I got to say so, you have Rochester in May. You've got the Masters, which was kind of pretty chilly there until Sunday. And then you had LACC kind of gloomy in 60s. And then this, this you know, mornings of the last two days of hoodie central. He went with the ZRQ zip. There are, of course, hoodies if, if that's your choice and that's your preference at B-Dratty and Zero Restriction. Uh, and they are outfitting our leader, Brian Harmon, in addition to several others in the field and they're outfitting us not that we matter not that we make them look good or make look, this stuff look good i'm wearing one right what do you now. got i got the og the very original liam polo i think this is the first item i ever got from Dratty. this is stuff i spend my own money on stuff i get for my kids stuff i get for myself stuff i gift to friends uh you go to bdratty.com use the promo code sgs30 and uh, that gets you 30% off. Knocks off a good chunk of change in that car. On either Recommend the Dick Boxer, the Richard Boxer. Right? Can we just give a shout out to the Richard sure. Boxer? If you're looking ahead, I like the Russell good Crew Neck line. for fall. Okay. So, if you're looking ahead. All if you're right. looking ahead, if you're one. shopping ahead. but uh, It's a good one. All right. Be All Dratty right. or Zero Restriction SGS 30 gets you 30% off both. Waterproofs over at ZR. Okay. Um, that's Harmon. What do you want to do next? I think what you talked about with bogeys, and we'll just dispose of him real quick. That was the whole speed thing. Like he's out in 32, and it's like, here he comes, but like you're going to miss greens. And he had a couple scruffy chips and bogeys 10 11. And that just kind of stalls out any kind of real low route. So I, the hunt, I guess I was watching in the house, and uh, so my, my wife pop the earplugs in we don't have a very big house in central california and my my daughter's in you know in a different part of the house and and i i left the tv for a couple minutes and i go i uh wander down the hall because i hear hear my daughter and i go in to just like a massive blowout 
biggest blowout I've ever encountered. Poop coming out of the diaper is everywhere. So <laughs> I immediately, I got to clean all that up. I get her in the bathtub. Then I go clean up the, the crib. By the time I get done with that, I walk walk back and in front of the TV and Spieth is at five under and I'm like, Are you what what is going on? I thought I thought the world was ending. But it was He came it, back to Earth. I don't want to say a smoke and mirrors. He's hitting the ball well, but yeah, he missed a couple of greens and had some, you know, less than less than ideal chips. At 10 and 11. It's just hard. Like you said, it's hard to make go on birdie runs or at least avoid the bogeys when you do post the birdie runs. Intersperse it to something, even it out. Something to watch. So the two guys leading, the, the two top top players, um, they've only hit it. Each of them have hit in one pot bunker off the tee. You know, around the green's a different story, but off the tee, it's shot penalty. Neither of them have hit a ball out of bounds. Um, and neither, and Harmon had one shot in the native where he had to chip out, um, on, on Thursday, he made par, he like, kind of like hacked it up and hit a wedge close and made par. Um, you know, got a good break on five today where he hit it wild and to the native, but he's like, got a perfect line, easy chip, almost hold it for mm -hmm. Eagle, easy birdie. so. So if you, if you start to, that's just something to monitor, right? Mm -hmm. Those two guys have been out, uh, outstanding at avoiding the issues, if you say, you know, per se. That their game plan seems to be very good, very sound. Yeah, no, it's it. it Tommy Fleetwood, I guess we can talk about him. He's five under. He's five back. Uh, I think he's the best possible story of, of on the leaderboard. You know. Uh, I guess you could count speed. He's eight shots back. I mean, I mean, the what? thing about this is if 74-73 is in the cards for Brian Harmon, it's anybody's game, right? I don't know. If you're like, if you've the, made the cut, are you looking at Fleetwood as the leader just for your own mental sanity or mental hope? I think for anybody just, that's even or better, you need to just the thing about this tournament is there aren't a lot of guys. You get worried when you're 10 back and there's 30 guys ahead of you. You know, if you're three pros. under, yeah. you know, this is, this is not a crazy, you know, this situation, I mean, it could lead to a Martin Keimer type tournament, mm -hmm. right? Where it's a mm -hmm. snooze fest all weekend. You're just waiting for something to happen and nothing happens. Right. But, if this comes back, it could it, it could be all pure chaos, right? And I think Tommy Fleetwood obviously is is a big story. And I think another player where like if you were gonna say why what makes Tommy Fleetwood great, I think you'd you'd say he controls his golf ball, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. like so you think about like he played really well at like golf national, like right? I'm not comparing Hoylake to like golf national in the Sounds sense like of you are. But like that was a golf course that like you had to have restraint. You had to like play back. You had to avoid things. When avoidance is a big part of the the, 
the golf course, I think Tommy Fleet was a really good player. Um, I'll say I'll say this quickly. We make fun of the home game stuff as a bit, and it is amusing. It's like kind of a joke, and that's being hammered nonstop with Tommy Fleetwood. Let's see how uh, far away it is. It's an hour away. He's sleeping in his own bed. It's like a legit home game. He's sleeping oh, in his that's own a home game. house and driving up and back. Um, I think like the joke is like the emphasis we put on it, what it means for on the course, like it will be good or it will be too much pressure on yourself and you'll shit your pants because you want to do it too badly. Like that stuff I don't really care about. It's hard to discern. What I love hearing from Fleetwood is like him being like incredibly grateful and almost emotional to be playing this event. Like you can hear it in his voice, how happy and grateful he is to have people cheering his name and be doing this at home. And we've seen that connection now with quite honestly, Rory at Portrush when he's tried to get out the right side of the cut line. We saw Bobby Mack last week. We saw Lowry at Portrush. Um, that seems to matter that, that, that connection I think is cool to see and to hear him talk about it was, was really sort of endearing. And I don't know. It, does that happen with like American players that much? You know, Riviera and Max Homa comes to mind, but um, just the way he talked about it seemed really genuine. And so I think that's a cool thing to follow, even if it is an overcooked talking point. All right. So he's five under. Um, who else would you like to go to next? Who was most disappointing to you? Chef? Um. It's a good question. I think the chef was pretty jarring. Scheffler was pretty, given his consistency, given everything that he's done over the last I think 18 months. Brooks is in that discussion too for me. God. I almost tweeted, he almost made a birdie, I want to say at, at 12. And then he was it Christo? Out. Christo shot eight over. No, it's not Christo. It's not Christo. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking of contender, like guys who are still there. He was you know, leading. DJ shot 81. DJ shot 81. That's not good. Paulina's, Paulina's um, Netflix bit is not aging well. I put that in the newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> you did? I Yeah. Yeah. He wants to show you who the F he is. If you think he's going away, then you're mistaken. Um, I think he'll probably contend in majors, but it's not been great since, you know, recently. Brooks. He, I thought he, I think I nearly tweeted at 12, like Brooks is really in prime position. And then he goes, you know, four over, he like lips one out at 12 and goes four over his last six. And he just kind of a, kind of kicked it away in the last hour and a half. I thought Scheffler, like, I guess it was, it was bound to happen, right? He was really wild. And ironically enough, like the putter was not the issue. He was uh, missing. The putter wasn't the helpful. Tee. Putter, the putter didn't bail him out. <laughs> he was pretty scratchy off the tee, on approach, missing greens, had a couple good chips, short game saved him in spots, but it was a bad, bad 75. Um, I don't know. There were, there were a lot of disappointments. I guess we're supposed to give Justin Thomas a participation trophy for showing up and just playing after his 82 or whatever it was. What, 80, yeah, what 80. was going on with that? I'd like... He he showed he up and played 71. golf. <laughs> he said he had a good quote afterwards. He goes, neither one of us. Want, he's talking about his dad. Somebody asked him about his dad. Neither one of us want anything to be bad when it comes to my golf, but we're working hard. We're trying as hard as we can. There's nobody that shot 82 that hit some of the quality shots that I did yesterday. Now, 
if you parse that, there's nobody that shot 82 that hit some of the quality shots. There were three fellas who shot 82. I think he's limiting, I don't think intentionally, he's limited the universe to people who shot 82 that hit the quality shots. That's him, Adriar Naus, and Jorge Campillo. So that's fine. If he shot the quality shots of the three Musketeers at 82, then that's that's great because that's a little language if you parse it. Nobody shot 82 that hit some of the quality shots that I did yesterday. Doesn't make sense. I'll hit shots like a number one player in the world, and then I'll make a nine on my last hole of the tournament. Um, like I said, I had like, I, tons of sympathy for him walking off 18, but that's it just he's not played well for a long time now. Keen listeners uh, might remember certain quotes from uh, one Mr. Woody Austin. And these, <laughs> these JT quotes really reminded me of Woody Austin when he was talking about playing with Tiger Woods and Tiger Woods shot 63. I think he beat, beat Woody Austin that day by seven shots. What was this? Southern Hill? Yeah. Southern Hill. Okay. Yeah. I went over his round and over my round and I outplayed him <laughs> from T to green seven shots. I gave up in one round. A person in my position cannot give that man that much cushion. I don't think anybody plays any better than I do when I'm on. I know that's crazy, but I can hit any shot anybody in the world can hit. But it's hard to do when you're afraid of it. And that's the fight I have every day. Now, like, there's an underlying thing about both of these quotes that make, you know, Woody Austin was a good player, but like the underlying yeah. thing here about Justin Thomas is he hits shots amidst a round of 82 and thinks nobody else can hit these shots. You know, and it's that ira- there's a confidence level, right? That that all these guys like at the very top end of the level have or at, at top end of the game have that like few mortals have. And I think like, for some players, like, you know, Wyndham Clark, we just talked about Wyndham Clark with the U.S. Open, like a lot of Wyndham Clark becoming what he's blossoming into was his coach telling him how good he was. Right. They he was him struggling to understand how good he was. Like, I think like the the JT quotes are, are really telling in the sense of like you get a lens into just how much confidence this guy has in his own game. Well, yeah. Right. He's shooting 82. He looks terrible. Like everybody watching is like, God, this is this is painful to watch. And he comes off the course thinking nobody in the world can hit some of the shots I hit. It's like in a good way, not in a bad yeah, way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell if he's I, I he's trying too hard. He's deluded himself into this. He's just sort of in the blender now and doesn't know what's what. Uh, I'd like to see him play good golf again. I don't enjoy this. So, but it was weird that like, I don't know. It, it felt like he wanted us to get like he he wanted flowers for participating today. But I, I along those lines, do you think he's Patrick going to Cantlay? going to a wine bar tomorrow to tweet and drink wine? Oh, well, he can't go with Max Homa. He made the cut. He's t eleven roller coaster round. Max so Homa's got a Homa and Rory together. They, that's a good pair. Oh, are they going to play together? I was yeah. just doing that. I was I was worried that, you know, 
you wanted to see somebody shoot up the board, and I was worried that Th- Thurst- Thurston Lawrence or Matthew Thurston Southgate was, was going to get yeah. going to jam up, you know, potential Mo there. Uh, yeah, you want to see you guys feed off each other, not necessarily Thurston. Thurston, Rory, think of, I don't know. Think what. about that. Think about the people that are going to be around the first tee for Max and Rory. And then right after him is Thurston and Matthew Southgate. Then it goes Cam Young and Jordan Spieth. It's okay. It's an all right. It's an all right leaderboard. It's 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 been a good course, I'd say. How about Patrick, Patrick Cantley? How putting the ball down the eighth uh-huh. to make the cut. That was so you know a birdie hole, an eagle hole potentially. Just absolute nutshell of of why why he does nothing in these things playing to First make the cut just he's three over drive 278 then hits it 194 to 122 the thing out was, where he drove it to he still had a shot at the green yeah he had uh 310 he had 278 in two, or 312 312 yeah, 278 off the tee 312 in. like that's a three wood it was downwind a three wood run yeah, it up yeah. i mean yeah. I, I counter that with cam smith who's one out of the cut line and just takes it on takes 17 on hits it really close on 17 doesn't make it takes that on then goes up to 18 hits it up the right and then hits a hits a long iron to to 18 inches and uh, makes an eagle and is, you know, now one shot better than Cantley. You know, the house cat. I was just looking for 17. If Fitzpatrick said anything about his adventures after ripping it, but, but he didn't talk after the round or at least doesn't. Have Imagine he was a, a little hot. That was kind of bogus, whatever. Is, I mean, it's what happens. Is but, catnip but. called the weekend the Fitzy versus Fitzy content? Both two over? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good catnip choice. I mean, that Tommy's home. I don't know. We'll get a lot, a lot of Tommy being home. All um, right. You want to do a little contender pretender? Yeah. Let's just I say it was about time. Let's just say that it, we'll, we'll, this way we rattle through some of these guys. Let's just say this is this is under the pretense that that Harmon falters. Harmon's a contender, clearly. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yesterday I didn't put him in that bucket. Okay. All right, Fleetwood. Fleetwood contender. Do I think he's going to win? No, he's a contender though. All right, I'll I'll keep him as a contender. Um, Straka, <laughs> septic tank. <laughs> pretender as much as it pains me i'm saying say. contender big right, big sept is making himself a lock for the Ryder cup think about the think about this from Ryder cup implications if brian Harmon wins this it's just like you got wyndham oh, clark and brian Harmon. Just, yeah, yeah yeah just yep. it, you know it's the the boys club it will be you got JT, Morikawa, Cam Cam Young, Finau, like all these guys who are... Finau's out. Yeah. And it's captain's picks. So it's not like it becomes a little more political in that vein. Can I rattle off Um, the last eight majors for Finau? Sure. 
Another MC today. But yes, MC this it. week, T32, T72, T26, T28, MC, T30, T35. Not great. Not good. Uh, the septic tank, we got to give him the squares advantage in the, in the wind. You know, he's got that firm base Stability. locked to the turf in the wind. But, yep, go ahead. What's next? <laughs> Min Woo Lee. A contender. I think he's he's played well in some big events, players being one of them. Speed boy. I like Min Woo Lee. One of Scottish, right? One of Scottish. I'm going to go pretender. Too much speed for All the right. rain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lamborghini Lam- Lamborghinis don't handle well in the in the rain. Okay, it's septic tanks do. Kind of <laughs> you need all wheel drive like the septic tank. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst analogy, but I love it. All right, go ahead. Shub Sharma, Sharma hours, <laughs> Shub boy. Um, I gotta say, pretender. I God, God, we're at thirty all minutes. All credit in the world. All credit in the world to Shub Sharma, though. Showing up. Hasn't played a major in like four years. And he's there. T4. <laughs> All right. I'm, t- I'm going Pretender, too. Jason Day. Pretender. <laughs> what? Complete. Complete. Total. He shot four I under. I got it. I got it. He's decorated. He's done well. Just. It's going to start pissing down. He just wants none of that. He's, you know, he's just going to want to get inside and get some Listen. warm tea or something. I'm 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 banking on the vertigo not hitting, and this is the opportunity he had. Hot. Yeah, this is what yeah. he had at Augusta. <laughs> You're just still bitter because you trotted out to Augusta, oh, right? The bitter. Jason Jay story, and then he shit all over himself. <laughs> he played like five over in his last three or something. Um, the Vowel Man, Otagwe, Pretender, Grio, Grumpy Grio. Uh, pretender. He looked terrible today. All right, I'm with you in those. Spieth. I, he could conceivably like shoot a 66. C- can he? I don't think I this think is so. a place for him. Foul balls are not good here. Yeah, yeah. This is not say- like this is not like Augusta where it's like, oh, manage your misses to here to here. This is about having a game plan and executing it, golf course. I'll say contender. Pretender. Of all Cam- the people, I think he can shoot shoot a low one. Go ahead. Cam Young. He's not been good. He had a good day. I'm going to say pretender. All right. I'll go with pretender there. Southgate and Lawrence, okay. we're just going to skip over. Uh-huh. Thurston. Thurston, <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry to, like sorry to your families. Yeah. <laughs> the Lawrence family. <laughs> Rory. Uh, I mean, we're talking about a guy nine shots back. So I'm trying well, to like, it's if saying it if, if this is under the, oh, okay. the consideration of Harmon f- flipping, flipping contender contender. He's the best. He's among the best one or two players in the world came in and said today. It's as confident as I've ever been ahead of a major. Um, Yes, I think he can shoot two sub-70 numbers. Hasn't had his A game this week. Hasn't been that far off. Um, definitely contender if if Harmon has a slip-up. You know, uh-huh. he shoots 66 yep. and Harmon shoots 73. You know, all of a sudden it gets pretty interesting, right? Yep. Um, Homa. 
Um, I think contender. I agree. I don't think he's going to win, but I think he's a contender. You can coach sure. away those bogeys. Like he's making a lot of birdies. He's hitting a lot of high, high level golf shots, right? Guido, yep. Michael Stewart, uh, Matthew Jordan. What about Matthew Jordan? That's, that's been fun. Yeah. He kind of, I'd love to hear his thoughts on 17 as a member double bogey. I mean, he should have been three under he doubled 17. I know that's part of the course and whatever you make there is on your card, but he was on should have been three under. Be I mean, whatever. He was three under. I'm are we, sorry. He are was we going to do that with anybody? Are we, are we adjusting no, Maddie, just, Maddie Scutcher's scorecard? He was three under. I'm saying one under is still really commendable. It's a super cool story. I'd like, I just like to hear him shit on 17 as a member is what I was getting at. So, uh, great story. Stu Sinks, Stenson. Can I just say I've had enough of Matthew Jordan, though? Like, we've done the thing now. We've done the thing. I know there weren't a lot of guys out there this morning. We've, we've got it. We've so. covered the story. Stu? No, I think we're... No. Wyndham? Stu? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's also been one of the five best strikers in the world for three, four months now. How can he not be a contender? What about Blandy? Click. No. No. <laughs> nope. Anybody else you want to throw out there? Hovland? Hovland? I was, I was pretty disappointed with Hovland today. Yeah. He birdied the two par fives. God. Birdied all three par fives. You know what I was just ton of bogeys. disappointed about? The coverage got me completely invested in a story yesterday. And then they showed none of it today. Do you know what, what? that was? What? Marcel Seam. Oh God. You're really disappointed about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I got invested in in the man bun. Then he was nowhere to be found. Your man bun quota was filled by Travis Smythe or whatever oh, God. making the How A's, many times do we wee, need to see odd. that? <laughs> that was your man bun quota. Did they replay that 50 plus times? A lot. A lot. We had to hear about 17 more and more and more. Oh, you can make an ace there. Uh, Hovland's 99th in putting. Lost almost a stroke of putting. All right. What else Uh, you got? Anything? No. You want to talk about bunkers bunkers or no? No. No, we can for one second. Uh, Last point. Forged by nature is the worst slogan since live under par. The Open does Brandon great. They're diligent about it. It's why it's become one of the best majors. Like it's elevated itself just with the colors and the logo. And the one was a cool slug. Forged by Nature is a terrible, terrible punchline. It needs to go the way of Glory's last shot and live under par. And the irony of it is it's plastered all over these grandstands that are next to these like um man-made holes like 17 and the Sanskrit stuff that I don't, we don't need to get into, but it's a bad slogan. Worst one since live under par bunkers. What do you got? They softened the bunkers. They added a rivet. They raked up a rivet adding slope at the front, which, you know, funneled a few more balls to the middle and, you know, allowed for some kind of upslope to get out and up over the balls that were towards the face. There was some great outcry to that as we woke up here. Um, RNA released a statement saying why they did it because it got dry Thursday and too many balls were running in and up against the face. Um, people, there were three reactions. This is cowardly. This is absurd. You're letting the players put their thumb on the scale. 
Are you going to do ball in hand when it starts raining a little bit? Like, how are you just being, you know, coddling them? The other one was, this was a man-made sort of element that had not been a part of the course, like a, a greenskeeper or whatever setup, recent setup decision. This had not been how they typically are. And they made them flatter. And this was contrived. It was just not, you know, in the origin and nature of the course. And then the third one was like, fine, okay, soften them a little bit. But why are you doing this between the first and second round when you cite that the late wave got, you know, bore the brunt of it as things dried out and balls were running towards the front more often in the afternoon as things were dried out? Should you then do that for the potential of that happening late on Friday? Um, I'd say everybody today played with the changed bunkers to that. Um, but I, I, I understand that critique. Those were the three general reactions. Where do you, where are you at? Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel really. Um, well, there you go. Let's call it a night. Yeah. I, I think like, um, part of me wants it to just be the way it is. This is the way we decided to set up. Like, I think one of the things that that's um is like when you when you have like an idea of what you want to do like if this was the USJ we'd be killing them. Yeah. Totally. Yes. You like, you guys chickened out. You said you wanted to be a certain way. You said of course this is how you wanted to be and you know you saw a couple things go a certain way and you you and, and you had a few bad players. comments, right? And you cowered to the players, right? Like that's the the narrative. If the USGA is doing this, like I think one of the things that RNA has done is by like just like they just set it up, and and that's the way it is. And they, you know, they they have no setup critique ever. Nope. Ever. Um, Fifteen St. Andrews. They. I mean, that was more of just a modern. That was all sorts of elements. Ball goes too far, so you got to make green speeds too fast, and then when it starts blowing on Link's course, you got to shut down. And I think last day. year St. Andrews, like if you wanted to critique it, it'd be like you didn't have any of the fun pins at St. Andrews because you were so worried about the scores. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. We just got tagged in a tweet. <laughs> it's, it was from yesterday. The PGA Tour yeah. debut for Christo Lambrand. <laughs> oh yeah, we tweeted about that last night. I got that. I know. We just got retagged, and it made me chuckle again. PGA Tour is just absurd. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's it's go ahead. So so, anyways, that's I kind of like. Part of me wishes that another part of me is like. Is it more? F I, I don't know. I think they leave it the way it is. I just just set the course up, and and that's the way you're gonna have the bunkers they and chickened out. That's what practice rounds are for. I I think like I don't think like anybody's treating bunkers really differently, but you did see a difference in around the greens, right? Yeah, there were some shots there. I love how the broadcast presented it basically by like up and out. Up and down, uh, I'm sorry, up and down rate is only like 5% better. Like, well, like that's a pretty reductive way to look at it. It's it's about like maybe not getting up and down, but maybe having to go up, up, 
and then you know get on again yeah. and then it's like, like the just average that, the average shots down would have been a better one because it could have been like yeah i didn't get uh, up and down is true or false right it doesn't account right. for like maybe five shots occurring right it, it just it just felt felt like sort of minimizing the availability of certain routes and certain plays that weren't there so uh, I had I, I think I generally have a problem with it. I think it's just sort of something that didn't need to be done. But I get I get that they were worried about it. You got anything else for this Friday? Is the wind blown the same way? Uh, I thought it was supposed to flip for the weekend, unless that forecast has changed. The forecasters have been incredibly just things might happen nebulous. They're like, always really like the start of the I week. mean, there's an entire <laughs> curb your enthusiasm episode about this. Uh, I'm just. I'm just saying this week, especially the Met or whatever they they're called over there, not the National Weather Service service, the opposite of whatever that is. Uh, they just aren't they aren't they haven't been very bold or certain in their their takes. God, thing. So maybe weather, we have to get Lou Turner. Weather, weather.com is like the worst, maybe the worst site in the world. Oh, oh, terrible, terrible. <laughs> like navigation just clogs up your browser. It's just slow. Let's see. It's west. Hey. It's going to change to south. I think I thought, and then it looks like it's going back to west on. Uh, oh, and maybe even change again. That's exciting. Hey, what'd you think of Rom getting mad about Rory? Have everybody, you know, f- running around Rory? Uh, you know, he says he's got a boom mic in his ass because people aren't, you know, pretending that I exist because everybody's trying to circle around Rory. You know what I'd say to John Rom? What? Play better. You haven't been very good since you won the Masters. He's been just as good or better than Rory in the last two, three years. Not not since the Masters. He hasn't done shit. Okay, but if he's if he I'm telling if he was if he was fourth in the tournament or if he was contending at all, he wouldn't have that problem. He's two over. T thirty. He's three shots worth, um, but he he hasn't been in it. Yeah, no, I. Agree. He's been hanging around there. If, I, John Rom gets just as much coverage of Rory when he's playing well. Rory gets a little bit more coverage. I uh, thought it was I thought it was interesting on live from, um, Faxon said they asked him about how other players view Rory, and he said I think there's an incredible jealous. amount of jealousy on tour, and I think this is a, an example of that. I'm playing armchair psych a psychologist here. I think Rory, I think Rom has a little bit of sort of not jealousy, but aversion to the level of attention that maybe others get related to what he's done and accomplished in the last few years. And Rory is one of them. I would, I would guess. So it seemed to come out in that quote is what I would say. I mean, all of the circus in their group. I, I, I have love, I love John Rom. Okay. But like statistically, he's 28. He's got two majors. And he's got 20 professional wins. Rory's 34, six years older, has 37 or 38 professional wins and four majors. So Listen, if John Rahm in the next six years, you know, I could, I, I think it's totally 
in the realm of possibilities to get to where Rory is, but like he's not there yet. Yeah. Rory had those four majors when he was whatever. 24 or something. 25. Yeah. yeah. So like he's not there yet. And, and Rory's been around the game for 15 years. Like this is what every, this is what Rory had to deal with, with tiger, you know? Yeah. This is, remember when yeah. Rory and JT played with Tiger at Riv and we're like, holy shit, that was, you know. Sure. Like, sure. This is, there's always a star player, a superstar player that's larger than life with golf. And if they don't have that, that's a problem. Rory's the yeah. guy right now. And like, if you play better, you're going to take that over. Like, and I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting that, like, John Rahm's had a great year. He's a great player. But like he has not accomplished as much as Rory, and that's why there's more interest in Rory. Okay, I I think that's point well taken. I think he probably you know if he wants to point a finger at somebody that's got a lot of interest, he should start examining why Blocky's got more interest than him. I'm not talking about that Blocky and the the DJ Khaled just our vacuous golf media coverage laid bare that that's the apex or the apotheosis of the whole thing. Both of them combo in, in console, just like moss. I thought you didn't want to talk about it. DJ Khaled is now the Macklemore of the, this, everybody were such simpletons. Oh, I could get some likes if I do. Look All at right. That. Um, Look at that. You said I you didn't want to talk about it. Out of me. I, I, you know what? That's about that's about ten percent of what I want to say about the coverage of Blocky. Get this guy just milking it, milking it. So, um, all right, I think that does it. You have anything else? No, that's it. Cuda. All right, everybody enjoy. Still didn't do your, in. Uh, maybe we'll do in and out or alternate on Sunday. Let's do that. Let's do a quick in and out. In, out, or alternate. All I know is the Candyman's playing well. I know he's in the field, doing well again. <laughs> big opposite field. Opposite field pirate right now, the Candyman. Um, okay, everyone enjoy. Try to get your, on the Ryder uh, Cup via opposite field events. Peter Melnati <laughs> will, be, will just look on longingly. <laughs> so, so proud. I made this. I paved this path for you. <laughs> Zach Johnson making the cut while we're on Ryder Cup. Good on CJ. P39. So that's because he wasn't um, he he didn't have the distraction of scouting players with his uh dynamo pairing. What about Kyle Morikawa missing the cut? You think he's jealous of of the cameras that Rory's drawing? No. No. Just looking around. That's good, good, good amount of player. God. The bottom of the leaderboard that made the cut is loaded. You know, you got Cantley, Kepka, Scheffler, Scott, Fowler. I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, that's All a right. that's a disaster for for golf media over there. You kind of bank on Saturday morning sleeping in, and uh, and well, I and think you can do that still. They're gonna you they're gonna go somebody's gonna about? have to go write about Scotty's sixty six. He shoots to shoot <laughs> up the leaderboard. <laughs> He's gonna finish at the top ten. I feel it. I could feel that coming. But he's only like he's only four shots out of eleventh. He's finishing in the top ten. How happy you were, were you that Billy ejected the protester? <laughs> it was amazing. You see him wearing that sweater polo. 
like it was made of sweater material. It looked like a complete cloud <laughs> on Thursday. And then Friday, he's, he's apprehending the citizen's arrest. What are we protester. doing? 50 minutes into this podcast. I'm just, that's oh. exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to throw a lot of inanities here as we wind it down. Everyone enjoy your Fridays. We'll be back uh, with you Saturday after the uh, conclusion hey, of play. Probably like I'm flipped. I'm what? completely in on Billy. Horschel? Yeah. Because he tweeted at the fried egg a few times. No. Is that all it takes? Winked at you? No. no. <laughs> just what? I, He ejected the guy. He's just, uh, you know. He started the week by saying the tour doesn't need to be transparent. Nice port, Jay. <laughs> That's Tom fine. Going against the grain, going against the grain of the. I mean, he lives in Potavidra. He probably sees Jay all the time. My favorite revelation from the document dump was that he was pre-scheduled for a talk at the Global Home well, the day of you, they, when they had the media plan, June sixth. They knew Billy Horschel's they, speech. They knew that they were going to have to get in front of him, getting in front of yeah. the <laughs> the media. So I'm very important. The town crier is a very important person to notify of anything you're, you know, of your, of your talking points. I mean, what if that protester resisted? I think Billy Billy was ready. I think he was ready. I think he was ready. I mean, do you think he said, Hey buddy, do you think he called the protester buddy? I, I think mean, he's like, called Jack Nicholas that. I'm sure he called the protester at least that. That's a sign. I think I think there's one I have one hundred percent certainty. I would say I've never been more certain in my life <laughs> that Billy called the protester buddy. That's good, that's I have like the fact. certainty is at the level of me asking my daughter if she wants ice cream. Like I know <laughs> what the answer is going to be. Buddy, you got to get the hell out of here. Just stop oil. What's that? Or I don't even know what the protest is. But I think he would have gotten physical if the protester tried any funny business. We've seen him just tomahawk stuff to and fro yeah. he would have gotten physical i wouldn't so. want to get in again billy billy's shown that he's oh, got no. a little rage to him yeah he's pretty jacked i believe so. <laughs> yeah he works out a lot now we're done now All we're right, done 54 minutes we said we we're gonna do 20 Every- minutes everybody enjoy your friday evenings we'll be back with you saturday after the conclusion of play 